0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the John Henry Weston Show. We are very pleased to bring you this part of a two-part interview with Professor Roberto De Matte. Described as the greatest historian on the Catholic Church alive today, Professor De Matte is Professor Emeritus at the University of Rome. He served as advisor for international affairs to the Italian government. He cooperated with the Pontifical Council for Historical Sciences and was awarded the Order of Knighthood of St. Gregory the Great by Pope Benedict XVI. Between 2003 and 2011, he was vice president of the Italian National Research Council. He was also a member of the board of directors of the Italian Historical Institute for the Modern and Contemporary Era, a board of directors of the Italian Geographical Institute, and member of the board of guarantors of the Italian Academy at Columbia University in New York. He is president of the Lepanto Foundation and directs the magazine Radici Cristiane and the Correspondenza Romana News Agency. He has published countless articles and nearly 20 books, including his latest, which has been recently translated into English, The Second Vatican Council, an unwritten story. He considers himself a disciple of Professor Plinio Correa d'Olivera, the great founder of the TFP. He and his wife Rita have five children. Without further ado, our interview with Professor de Mate. Hello, and welcome to the John Henry Weston Show. We're coming to you today from Rome where we are very privileged to be with Professor Roberto Dumate, the head of the uh, Fondazione Lepanto, Lepanto Foundation here in Rome, uh, as well as 501c3 in America as well. He is the author of numerous books uh, and articles, many, many, uh, of a great movement uh, here in Italy and actually around the world. His latest book, The Second Vatican Council, an Unwritten Story, um, has made a great impact. We'll be talking with Professor DeMatte about the crisis in the Church, about Pope Francis. And uh, we were going to start, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, Professor DeMatte. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, in your book, you, you outline sort of the difficulties that we are experiencing today in the Church, but having arisen or, or, or being evident even at the time of the Second Vatican Council.
1: Yes, I think that it is important to understand that the uh, roots of the current crisis uh, um, are in the, the in the 60s, and um, above all uh, in the in the during the Second Vatican Council. Um, my judgment on this um, council is is above all the judgement of an historian uh, rather um, than a, a, a theological uh, judgement and from an historical point of view uh, i think that this uh, council uh, was a, a really a revolutionary uh, turning point in the history of the church uh, and um, and so uh, it is very important today to 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 study this uh, this uh, this um, council and to understand uh, um, how the, the how deep were the consequences of this event in the history of the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you you mentioned uh, too about the different allocutions. Uh, that the popes gave to start and end the council. What were those, and what were the significance uh, they have uh, in terms of the outcome or the the outcome of the council in the way it came out, not only in its theological writings but also how it was perceived. Um,
1: Vatican II um, promulgated 16s uh, among uh, constitutions and uh, declarations. Uh, These are doctrinal documents of a different level and degree, but I think that from an historical point of view, more important than this document, it is perhaps the opening allocution of Gaudet Mater Ecclesia, is the name of this allocution. Um, uh, John uh, John the th- 23rd, the 11th of, of October, uh, 1962, opened the, the Vatican II with this uh, allocution, and uh, it, it is very important uh, this document uh, f- uh, because it is uh, not a, a doctrinal but a psychological um, uh, turning point uh, because. Uh, all the atmosphere of, of this uh, document—it uh, it is an uh, uh, optimistic uh, atmosphere. We have to remember that uh, this year was well, the year of um, uh, of Kennedy, of Khrushchev. It seemed that uh, a new era for the world uh, opened. And uh, Pope John uh, the twenty third uh, uh, believed in uh, this. Uh, a happy future for the Church, and uh, he criticised what he called the uh, prophets of uh, gloom, um, the the the, the, father, the considered fathers uh, who were uh, uh, sceptical about uh, this optimism. But uh, history, um, 50 years ago, now, today, gives a reason uh, to this uh, uh, Prophets uh, no, who, who criticized by John the Twenty-third because unfortunately uh, what happened uh, was uh, um, was a, a period of uh, uh, really uh, unhappy for for the, the Church and for all uh, the the humanity uh, we live now in, in a terrible. Um, religious, uh, moral, political and uh, social uh, crisis and, uh, and uh, I, I think that uh, men like uh, the Cardinal uh, Ottaviani or uh, the same uh, Monsignor Lefebvre, Monsignor Casomayre, other fathers who uh, criticized the progressism in the epoch of uh, Cardinal II were best prophets then Cardinal uh, uh Frings, R. Frings, uh, uh, who, who uh, announced a new uh, era of happiness uh, for the church. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I would think because it was uh, around 1960, uh, the, the Holy Father might also have been referring to the, the children of Fatima. The message wasn't the message supposed to be revealed in
1: 1960. Yes. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> john the twenty third and Paul the sixth uh, they opened that the the message of fatima but they um, for them it was a too pessimistic message and they decided not to reveal uh, we know that Our lady called for the diffusion of this message in because the 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 right moment was exactly this moment uh the sixties the uh, unfortunate, unfortunately fortunately what happened was that uh, um, on, on this message there was a very heavy silence uh, of, of the church and in nineteen sixty seven paul the sixth went to to fatima he met uh, saw S- S- Lucia uh, it, it, it was a really uh, excellent uh, opportunity for disvealing the, the third, secret of Fatima for uh, for the consecration uh, of the Russia uh, Russia uh, to to the uh, heart uh, of, of Mary or Immaculate Heart of Mary, but uh, nothing happened, and uh, this was really a, 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 a failure.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how does this all then play into the crisis that we're experiencing now, particularly uh, the crisis around Pope Francis himself? Uh, I think
1: that uh, uh, Pope Francis it is a, a um Call him a, a, a concrete uh, a realization his pontificate, the pontificate of Pope Francis, is an application of the spirit of the Vatican II. Because the, the idea of the Vatican II was that more important than an, a doctrinal revolution, is a, a revolution realized in the praxis, in the practice. Um, a, a concrete revolution. It was the the Marxist idea that the philosophers um, uh, have the duty not to know the world but to change it, to transform it. So, who transformed the reality is the uh, revolutionary. And from this point of view, the true revolutionary is not uh, Marx but Lenin, because Lenin made the French revolution uh, if we wanted to apply this to the his, to the history of the church we can say that in, in the history of the church the uh, true revolutionary is not uh, the theologian but he, he is the pastoral man who in uh, the, the, the daily practice of um, uh, in the, in the, uh, changes, uh, the, the, the 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 reality and from this point of view um, pope francis is the true revolutionary in, in in the in the church not for his idea but because he's uh, transforming concretely daily uh, the, the 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 spirit uh, the, the the mentality so it is a psychological uh, a revolution a more important uh, uh, than uh, a theological revolution. It is the new paradigm of uh, Pope Francis. Mm-hmm.
0: What would be, in your mind, some of the primary examples of that kind of change in paradigm, that kind of change in psychology that Pope Francis is manifesting in in, uh, in the church? It's, you might be a, little bit a little bit louder. Yes. Um, I
1: can uh, I can give uh, not one of the first examples but one of the last examples mm-hmm. for the 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 the, the fact um, when when Pope Francis kissed the feet of some um, political leaders of Sudan uh, this is a gesture an an attitude. Um, more important perhaps than the Abu Dhabi declaration which is a very bad declaration but perhaps few people uh, understand uh, the, the, um, what the Abu Dhabi declarations means uh, but many people understand what this act, the, the fact of, 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 of Pope Francis kissing the, the, the feet of a political leader means it and it means the submission of the church to uh, to the political power it is exactly the contrary of the tradition of the church the church affirms um, the, uh, the 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 uh, kingdom of, of, of Christ, the reign of, of Christ, the, the, the primacy of the Church over the, the, the politics. Uh, and uh, from this point of view, um, let me quote, uh, as, an, as an Italian, a recent, uh, a recent episode. Um, some days ago, a political uh, leader, Italian, Salvini, has been criticized from Cardinal Parolin and from other Catholic (coughs) media in Italy because in his political campaign he kissed publicly the rosary. Mm. And this has been considered as an instrumental gesture. He has been very criticized for Kissing the rosary, so it is really very strange that you you can kiss the, the feet of uh, uh, political people, but a politician cannot kiss the rosary. <laughs> uh, it is it is really a, a paradox of the current situation.
0: Wow. We, we've seen this before with, with Pope Francis having, doing these gestures, sort of, we, we don't have the changing of the church's teaching on abortion, let's say, but he meets with and praises Emma Bonino, the chief abortionist in Italy. Um, you don't have a, a change, supposedly, in reverence for the mass, yet we watch him on television putting a beach ball beside the, the mm-hmm. Blessed Sacrament on the altar, Um, So, there are these strange gestures which which really do shift the psychology uh, in the church.
1: Yes, I agree um, completely. And uh, I can add this, Um, in uh, these days in Rome, there was an extraordinary week uh, for life uh, with, for example, the March for Life, uh, an international March for Life with uh, thousands of participants uh, everywhere and uh, silence, silence of Pope Francis and of, of the Church. But there is something worse than this. Uh, in, um, in these days, there was the, the sentence of death for Vincent Lambert. And uh, uh, we waited for a, a public, strong appeal of Pope Francis and of all the Universal Church, for asking the 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 the, 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 the right of Vincent Salabert to to, 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 to live, but what we are seeing it is that the decision of um, for life or or death of Vincent Salabert has been given to the United Nations. So, the United Nations to today is the, um, the more important moral authority. It is the new church. Uh, the United no. Nations um, have uh, the right uh, of death, or of life, uh, um, on the uh, innocent human being and uh, the, 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 the Catholic Church is silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it scandalous. Mm-hmm.